And so we're back. With, and we're back. Yes, with another episode of the Collision Cast. First is, try. Yes, this is our first attempt recording this. Um, I this, didn't forget to plug in the mic or anything. I, I forgot to plug in the <laughs> mic, let's be real. Um, so hey, how you doing, man? I'm good. I'm here today with Brandon. Uh, my name's Andrew, as always. Uh, I hope my name is Andrew, as always, <laughs> at least. Um, yes. If it's been changed, someone should let me know. Um, but anyways... We are here today to discuss one thing that we've been doing in the background, but mostly we're this episode is just going to be us talking and bullshitting and bullshitting. Yeah, oh. it's been thirty seconds. We're good. We're good. We're good. Okay. We're good. Boop. All right, sweet. Uh, or, or yeah, you can always just I'll use beep the bleep. It. That's the beep. That's the beep. <laughs> so, um, we've been wanting to stream because yes. I I really want to stream. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Yes. And you and I are probably going to play some games together on the Collision Cast Twitch, which okay. And I would also play with Josh. You, any of you guys can play together when you want, however you want to do it. Yeah. Because essentially, I think the best way to do it is to have us all congregate under one stream and then maybe set a schedule for each person. Mm-hmm. If we all get our own fans, that hopefully... For sure, yeah, we can branch out after the fact. Hopefully we can branch out after the fact. Yeah. Um, so with all that being said, um, the plan is to do the, the Twitch stream, VOD it, record it as we go along. And then uh, put it take, on to, yeah, I could take the highlights out, and take the highlights out, make that into videos, make that into videos, and then make the um, the vods its own channel, and yeah. hopefully some shorts. For sure, that seems to be pretty much the standard for for how to get successful on YouTube these days. Yeah. Um, so with that being said, I I brought up a game that I want to play with you, and that's Mega Man Battle Network. Absolutely. So, um, yes. do you know any? I know you know a lot about Mega Man. I love so, Mega Man. Okay. So. <laughs> In this world, they're not robots. Okay. They're um, pets. Which they're are like pers- digital, right? Yes. Yes. Digital. I remember that there was a cartoon, right? Yes. Saturday there morning. was the Battle yeah. Network cartoon. Yeah. Network. It was pretty decent. Yeah. Pretty decent. <laughs> it was, um, it was alright. It was alright. <laughs> it's not Sonic X worthy or anything. I remember Sonic X being so good, so I hope it actually still is. Yeah. Hopefully. So yeah, and, and Mega Man Battle Network, they, ex- they essentially exist on the internet, but it's the internet as it was envisioned in the 1990s. So it's so wacky and cool. <laughs> yeah, super 90s. Yeah, super 90s. It, it's a good game. It's a really good game. And um, you use chips and instead of um, getting the powers and stuff. Yeah. You can use these different chips in a combat style. And it's basically, it's a nine grid against another nine grid. Okay. And you can move freely on that nine grid and fire your blaster and stuff. And then you have your powers and stuff that come in once every 10 seconds. Okay. Yeah, it's a really good game. It's, I'm it's, down. Yeah, I'm it's super, one of my favorites. I'm super down to play like retro games. and. Yeah, I want to yeah. play a lot of retro games, especially because we have that retro look and feel to our to our game. Um, which, speaking of, it's one thing I probably should mention. We have posters now that are going into stores in the area absolutely we've been talking to a bunch of people yes. and we've gotten nothing but yeses very positive feedback oh yeah um the majority of of the people we, i've managed to talk to literally they don't even see the deck of cards they just before the they say yes did you see the art or what they, they, some of them haven't even made it that far we tell it's like our, yes dude please <laughs> no it's um, save like, us <laughs> it's like we tell them our story <laughs> okay and like we talk about our game and they see the passion and they're like yeah we're totally down because they're basically like um, nerds recognize nerds. Yes, exactly. <laughs> One of the um, places we went to, the, the gentleman basically said, this is how I started, mm-hmm. and I'd love to see somebody else Hell yeah. make it that way. That's dope. And, and then he explained, like, oh, yeah, I own this comic book store, but I also own this bar over here, and I own this over yeah. here. And I was like, oh, so. Yeah, started from the advertising. Bottom, and now he's there. You know. So I think, um, I think our first major publicity stunt 
should be to just give out a bunch of free stickers. Okay. Just to anyone anyone who will take them. Yeah. To give them away for us. With the website you know, and all yeah. the social medias and whatnot. Yeah, them. exactly, exactly. Like, what's this dope thing? Exactly. Check um, it out real quick. Yeah, so I'm thinking maybe the poster. Or even, like, you know, once you get bigger, once, like, the app is done, just have, like, the QR code for the app. You just scan it, and then it just takes them right to the app. That'd be sick. That was Jess's idea. Yeah? Yeah, Jess's idea was to do that. Uh, her and I talked about that a couple days ago. And I more or less had the same idea, basically just put a QR code, get it to the back, or get it to the website. Mm-hmm. But um, I have really liked the stealth type of thing that we've had going on because of the interactions that it has created. Mm-hmm. So I think, given that we have like another month before we really, really need people to be hit seeing the ball us, rolling. Yeah. Well, um, we're, we, this is rolling. this is the hit the ball the rolling time. Hit the ground running. Um, because if we can establish ourselves as a brick and mortar card game that sells here in Orlando. We as a company can attempt to become self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. Um, if we establish ourselves as an online game that is self-sufficient, we also become self-sufficient. Yeah. So the whole the whole point of pursuing so many different avenues from a business perspective was to make sure that the team can, can continue to move forward. Yeah. So the work that you've put in when it comes to the videos is a huge part of that. Yeah. Um, because... The podcast, while it's not huge, which I didn't expect it to get huge, mm-hmm. it is growing. And people are 100%. staying in. Retention is up on almost every episode, um, which is the, really the important thing when you're this small. Yeah. When you're this small, you're basically waiting waiting for the YouTube algorithm to trigger. Yeah. And once it has triggered, you just wait. Yeah, and I think once you start having like the, the tournaments out at those those places that you contacted and whatnot and just say, hey, just check out our podcast and you know all that stuff and check out – Check out our YouTube. Check out our, you know, same thing like handing out the stickers and just yeah, exactly. It'll grow. Um, once people find once people find that they enjoy it and and they want to learn more, the many avenues that we have for them to explore that mm-hmm. will be huge. Yeah, because anyone can make a podcast, but not every company decides to. And anyone can make YouTube videos about their product, but not everyone decides to. Mm-hmm. And I think that the approach that we're taking, well more conventional now than it was five years ago or even two years ago For sure. is still fairly unconventional. Yeah. And you're it's just, working how I wanted it to. You're dipping your toes into it, everything, right? And something's yeah. going to catch and then that'll just, it'll be a domino effect and be like, oh, well, they have this and they also have this and they also have exactly. this. And, yeah. yeah. Throw out as wide a net as possible while creating as good mm-hmm. a content as possible and then just hope that that content breeds people, breeds, brings people to your game. <laughs> And um, and then yeah, just go from there. Like, yeah. Um, one thing that you may not have seen today because it literally just came out hot off the press. Uh, Mike has put together the enemy side yeah. and the player side, so you can you can actually like play cards. Yeah, they don't have effects yet. But you can like see where you're gonna go, and if they're not supposed That's to go somewhere, cool, it's supposed to return. Yeah, back every time to your you hand. like post a video in the Discord, it's like, oh my god, it's coming along really quickly. This is real. Um, <laughs> Holy shit! But the most important thing that is something he's finally working on now because he had so many other things he had to put together first for sure to get these cards integrated. Mm-hmm. But he's working on the card integrator, and essentially, it's just this massive list that he's going to compile and port into the game because the majority of the effects are. This a variable. This variable's adjusted. This variable variable's adjusted. Blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So getting the demo together at this speed is incredible because now yeah. we can show people 
and how just the him. game plays. Yeah, and it's just him. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, at, at this point, genuinely, I don't even think it's worth looking for another developer until he literally tells me, like, hey, I'm, I'm working too it's hard. It's like, this is too much shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm working too I hard. I need another person. <laughs> yes, sip um, break. Yeah. Oh, and this is also fresh off of getting Jacob onto the team. So, yes. um, yeah, let's talk about Jacob really quick. I was supposed to record with him this week. It'll probably uh, be the next episode. Yeah, it'll probably be the next episode. It's not Jacob's fault. Uh, I unfortunately got a little too busy this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, but the hope is that Jacob will help me where I'm weak when it comes to communicating with the people through social media. For sure. Because for some reason, it's just like a, a like a wall in my head. Like I just don't really we just, enjoy you know, it. We don't go on there much. Yeah. You know? It's just not a... It's a young man's game. It's a young man's game. <laughs> Which is funny because I, I think Jacob's actually slightly older than you are. Oh, I think he actually might be the same age as Tyler. Who... I think, he, you know, you just got to pay attention to that. Yeah, it's That's something that he enjoys. Knowing, yeah, knowing social media is an art. Yes. Like how to, like, navigate it and really make your, your posts flourish and get seen and all that stuff. Yeah. Really got to know, like, what hashtags to use and what. Exactly, all exactly. That stuff. Couldn't agree more. It's um, not only the hashtagging importance but also the importance of getting together the correct ways to communicate with the people that listen to you mm-hmm. need to make sure my phone is on silent. Oh, yeah um, <laughs> and that's a very difficult skill to master and i i put a lot of research into into everything that we're doing but mm-hmm. i'm not i'm not skilled yet when it comes to those type of things so i'd rather find someone who has more knowledge than i do for and sure is willing to put in the same risks that we all are mm-hmm. because the bigger team we have, as long as it's close knit and no, no hands are being wasted. Yeah. The better for sure. Because so Tyler has recently started taking over making archetypes for me. So I can Ooh. mostly as a, um, mostly as a trial period, I but I do Tyler. very I much believe Tyler. him. I, I very much believe in him. It, yeah. He, I need to get him over again. I need to get him over more frequently. Um, but he's doing incredible. He yeah. he's putting them out very quickly. I'm for sure very good with yeah. the. I'm sure with he, what he's doing. I'm this, sure he's like thought about this for years. Yes, <laughs> like he just he's has like, like me, his yeah. own things in his head. Yep, and he's just, just modifying them slightly and fitting them into the game. And oh, then yeah. if something's weird, he's basically giving me free range to change it. Yeah, but so far I haven't needed to. Um, but the funniest thing that's happened since we started is I created an archetype called the Neodyme. And the Neodyme. It's they're based off. Cool. Of, it sounds cool. It's based off of neodymium magnets. Do you know what those are? Nope. They're just the most powerful magnet on the planet. Fuck. Natural, naturally occurring magnetic material. Okay. So, neodymium, <clears throat> when you, um, well, first off, you need to learn about how magnetism actually works. So, right, when magneto. you, All right. <laughs> so when you create a magnetic, I've field, seen X Men. I know how this works. Yes. <laughs> essentially, when you create a magnetic field, you actually pass. When you pass through it, you experience friction. Okay. So energy itself can produce friction to a physical object. Does everything make sense so far? Yes. So I designed a group of characters who are wearing a suit of armor that essentially creates a force field around them. Through magnetism? Through magnetism. That's fucking cool. Yeah. So is this like a like a certain material that they find? And yes, essentially... It's um, like vibranium, but magnets. But magnets, <laughs> yes. It's a... Um, so the story behind this one is... It's, it's, you remember that game I wanted to make where it took place on another planet? Yes. So it's those characters. I'm pulling them into the game. Okay. So okay. Um, they were teleported to this Earth-like planet 300 years ago. Okay. 200 years later, everyone woke up. 100 years have passed with everyone being awake. New sets of generations. Mm-hmm. On this planet, 
No one was supposed to be there. It was just supposed to be Sorry, like a... got a hiccup. It's okay. At least it's not one of my hiccups where it lasts like 30 minutes. Like forever hiccups. Um, Continue, sorry. No, you're good. You're good. And he, well, this guy, I haven't named him yet. Terrible names. This guy stumbles across this facility where they were building this, this armor. Because this whole planet was a test facility just to build stuff for the humans at while they were asleep for 200 years. Okay. And they steal all this technology. And they put it back together. They learn a bunch of stuff. They're based off of the Brotherhood of Steel from Fallout. Oh, okay. Um, okay. The original Brotherhood of Steel from Fallout One. Yeah. To be, sp- to be. Sp- We're not talking very about Fallout specific. Four, right? Well, dog shit game. No, I'm just kidding. Kind of. I mean, it's technically, good, I Fallout fun, Four of. is more faithful than people realize if you play the first two Fallout games. Yeah. And um, it mentions Fallout New Vegas a lot more than people realize. But I have my own problems with that game. Fallout Four is my first Fallout. I'm sorry I, like I saw my cousin play Fallout Three. It just looks so bad, Cause especially so because gray. you were playing games like Mass Effect and <laughs> stuff with color. Like Fallout Three just looks so dead, and like yeah, I don't want to that be green, sad. That piss green filter. Yeah. Oh, I hate that piss green filter. That's the first thing I do every time I mod Fallout. Is get I rid saw of that. Fallout New Vegas looked cool, but I, I just didn't. I never delved into it. That whole style of like it's the '50s, but. We're in the future. Well, well the 20s. Roaring, the roaring, 20s? The roaring 20s. The roaring 20s never sense. ended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, nah, see? Nah, see? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I, I love Fallout so much. Um, until 76, Fallout was my favorite franchise of all time. Uh, and then I put... <laughs> you mean the best battle royale? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my god! The untouchable battle royale that is Fallout seventy six. Yes, it, I, it got better with the. Updates. It got better with time. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a lot like No Man's Sky because like you you were super excited for No Man's Sky and I was like casually excited because I was like I still have Minecraft I don't need to play No Man's Sky, and then No Man's Sky became better Minecraft very quickly, because of the openness of it. I know people are gonna destroy me for that. Um, I'm not saying that it's legitimately a better game. I'm just saying there's more options. Um, so yeah, I mean. Games can come out and be kind of bad, mm-hmm. and then when time go, when time passes, they get better, which is kind of how we're going to be taking it because our demo our demo will be functional. It'll yeah. be playable. You'll be able to play against other people. Hopefully, you'll be able to play against an AI. Yeah, but um, it's alpha alpha. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the best way of thinking of it is it, it is early development for sure. Excuse me, it is an early pre development build. Um, because our strategy here is, do we have something that's worth making to begin with? Which I think at this point, it's pretty safe to say yes. My um, my fears about the product failing on its own merits mm-hmm. are, are almost completely gone. And I know that our team can definitely make this work. Yeah. So now it's just a matter of getting our faces out there for real. Yeah. And I've been struggling with, um, on the crypto side of things, uh, a website called Binance Smart Chain Scan, where... Maybe I shouldn't talk about this in the podcast, but I'm going to. I, I've just been emailing them, and because of the way that we uh, we acquired our, our, our token, I went through a website called PinkSale. And PinkSale is a website where they essentially sell contracts for you, for you to use, which is what a cryptocurrency is. Okay. And because of that, they're having trouble believing that I own it, which doesn't make any sense to me because my face is on the website. My face is in the YouTube videos. My face is... <laughs> On Twitter. It's me. It's, it's on Instagram. You're like, some hostage yeah. that they're using. To, yeah, just some hostage. Just some guys. Or just yeah. some uh, You're going to be the guy. face of collision. Which is which the funniest thing is, because like in the first email I, I got from them, they asked me to like put 
my face on the website, and that was basically all they wanted. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, well, I was going to do that anyways, so yeah, let me just move it to the front of the line. And I got it taken care of, and I emailed them back, and then they sent me this detailed list of what of, they wanted, of what they wanted, mm-hmm. and I checked every box. Yeah. Like, genuinely. and Like and the about me's and all that stuff? Yeah, everything's there. Yeah. And I don't see what's going on. I email them pretty regularly at this point. I don't really know another form of contacting them besides Telegram. Mm-hmm. I probably should pursue that. I've just been, I've had a lot of other things For in sure. my mind. Yeah. Um, but we need that taken care of because in order to sell our NFTs the way that I want to, mm-hmm. I want that information to be updated because I don't want people to look at our NFTs, see the value of our NFTs, and then look at our cryptocurrency and, and see our Binance Smart Chain scan page and be like, oh, this is... This looks like a scam. Yeah, yeah. Because we look very good now. I, I don't think we're... It's getting better. Yeah, it's getting every, better every, every day. day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and at this point, I think it's just best to assume that the project will take off as long as we get the viewership. And so we just have to put ourselves in a situation where that's possible. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I do think having three avenues, essentially, for advertising when it comes to we're advertising our cryptocurrency, we're advertising our NFTs, and we're also advertising our game yep. is the best way to do that. Yeah. Because I don't see the jump from NFT to, to NFT and card game being that far. I do see the jump from card game to card game and NFT being a little far for some people mm-hmm. because of how NFTs work, the environmental um, impact that they have, and people's lack of research on the changes that are rapidly being produced on them. Mm-hmm. It's definitely going to turn a lot of people off to it. I mean, every member of our team that is an artist, I had to convince with facts that yeah. this was that this was environmentally okay and that I didn't want to have a negative impact on the environment because every one of us yes I was double checking every one of us is very environmentally conscious we're, we're not none of us are tree huggers that we recycle to, yeah we recycle <laughs> we like do stuff like that but the more important thing is we're, we're going into a digital business mm-hmm. so all of us are very conscious about the fact that we when we produce this product it's going to cost energy yeah. So that's the main reason I keep saying so frequently, I want this to stand on its own because I don't want to spend energy creating something that people don't want from a vi- environmental standpoint. Okay. So that was basically what it took to convince people. And I do plan on producing a video where I just basically explain, like, I understand that NFTs are not the best thing for the environment. I understand that a lot of people see them as a waste of energy. Mm-hmm. But they're they're a product, and the product's going to improve. And I don't want to get left behind in the event that GDC, which is um, global digital currency, doesn't pass in time, or legislation isn't passed to prevent cryptocurrency from taking off again. I understand that it's under attack, which is something that a lot of people have brought up to me recently. Yeah, I I don't even follow that, and I I knew about it. Yeah. Yeah. And cryptocurrency is basically under attack because of a whole list of reasons that don't make sense, and then a few that do. It is envir- It does have an impact on the environment. Whether or not the energy is cr- that's used to create cryptocurrency is green, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. It still has an impact. And so people are wondering, is it worth it? And the answer is yes, because each generation of cryptocurrency, unless it's not their purpose, mm-hmm. does get more, more uh, efficient. Basically, okay. unless something is not trying to get more infi- efficient, it's going to be. Yeah. And GDC... And I'm not trying to get too political, but it is a thing. And if you don't know what I'm talking about when I say GDC and you are a crypto fan, go look it up. GDC is not a good solution because GDC essentially puts the power of 
cryptocurrency in the hands of nations, which is the opposite of what we're trying to do. Because crypto cryptocurrency exists for decentralization. Mm-hmm. Cryptocurrency was created as a direct response to money being manipulated okay. and the stock market being manipulated. You can manipulate cryptocurrency. Yeah. It's not easy, but it can be done. And you can steal it. You, you can do all sorts of other things. Mm-hmm. But it is the safest way that we have to do it right now. Mm-hmm. Because less people can attack it. More skilled people are needed to attack it. And every day that gets better. Okay. Which is a main thing that I think a lot of people concer- are concerned about when it comes to NFTs. Is that it takes so much security to ensure that what I have is real. And it's to some people it's not. Because mm-hmm. a, lot of, a lot of people, digital assets are just digital assets. I have a little bit more attachment to digital assets because I've been gaming my entire life. 100%. I mean, there's a sword that I created on my first playthrough of Skyrim that I named the Stabber. <laughs> <laughs> that I literally, it broke the game. Yeah. And so I never played that version of Skyrim again because I was like, I need to keep the Stabber. But I need to keep playing Skyrim. Just turn that into, an, that, that game file is an NFT. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. But with all that being said, I don't really see our next line of self-promotion, I guess would be the best way of putting it. Well, I mean, we, we're doing everything. Yeah. So I, I think we just need to refine what we have. Yeah, just, you know? just continue, yeah. Thinking, I always think of it as like a blacksmith. Each, mm-hmm. time, each time I make a mistake, I'm like, okay, yeah, I missed, keep I missed the mark a little bit. Hammer. Yeah, missed the mark a little bit. Let's, <laughs> let's, iron that, let's iron that out real quick. Yeah. Let's move on. Let's get better. Um, so yeah, I mean... We're literally just putting together infographics and posters and stuff like that, getting ready for the launch. We have all of our our tiers. Yeah, that stuff out. that Josh made was dope. It was incredible. That logo it was, was so sick. <laughs> yeah, I really like that that logo. Um, for those who haven't seen it, it'll probably be the uh, it'll probably be the, this episode's the Kickstarter. You yeah, can talk about that. Um, oh no, we we have a we have a set um, logo now. The new Collision Cast logo is was designed by Josh. Okay. So is, is it is it, it made? He has it. Yeah, it's made. Okay. Um, so I need to get it from him. Yeah. So we'll use the new Collision Cast logo and the new um, background. We'll use the new everything on this video. Mm-hmm. And so what you're seeing right now is the new stuff. And the logo, if you're looking at it and you're being like, "Oh, this, it's kind of weird," made me think some stuff. Um, it's designed after Toonami and Cartoon Fuck Network. Yeah. yeah. We the old school cartoon vibe. Yeah. Cartoon Network vibe. We want to, we want at a glance to feel nostalgic, but at a, at a glance to feel nostalgic, but in depth to feel completely new. Yeah. I want that, I want my cake and to eat it too, if I'm yes. being honest. Yes. <laughs> I want people to look at my game and be like, this looks incredible, this plays incredible, and it reminds me of better times. Yes. It's Samurai Jack season five. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, that animation quality jump! So oh my good. god, it's so good. <laughs> uh, Samurai, we should rewatch Samurai Jack. I know we were watching. I'm to do that. Yeah, I know we were watching Black and White. That's such a good fight. Yeah, that was a great fight. That's such a good fight. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm down to. We're gonna be doing reaction videos. Yeah, that's another thing I forgot to, to mention. Uh, everything. Yeah, or just, just leave suggestions and comments or whatever. Maybe I should react to the Seven Deadly Sins of Trading Card Games. What's that? It's this video done by. Um, it's Simo. Yeah. No, it. I'm not sure. I'll mm-hmm. have to look it up really quick. Um, but basically, he went through what he believes are the seven worst mistakes that you can make while making a playing card game. <laughs> and I did that mess with audacity. 
Um, okay, it's working just fine. I I basically used it as a guideline to make sure I didn't make any mistakes the last time I went through the game. And this is like all of the oh the seven deadly sin. Oh, it's it's the name, Brandon. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Seven Deadly Sins of TCG. And he basically has all these different rules that he thinks break make games not fun. Okay. So I made sure that I did not hit any of these points. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> um, which number one being his his first one, you should definitely check this out, by the way. Shout out to Kodak. Kodak's a very, I think he's a very interesting Kodak guy. On YouTube. If, not, not Kodak Black, just Kodak. Just Kodak. K-O- <laughs> H D O K Kodak, very um, very smart guy. At least as far as I can tell. Maybe some of his other videos make him seem like an idiot. I've only seen this series, so if he's actually an asshole, I'm sorry. But anyways, uh, Kodak, <laughs> um, his first sin is set rotation, and I agree completely. What do you think set rotation means? I have no points? idea. I'm not. Uh... New set comes out, last set goes out. Oh, okay. Indeed. So. If yeah, it's the like new set is always like the met, the next meta, right? But set rotation is even worse because set rotation bans the old cards. Jesus. Yes. <laughs> so you can only play the, the new, new set. The new cards, yeah. yeah. And then occasionally they throw in some of the old cards in the new set so that way you can play some of the old cards. Yeah. I, I think the opposite should be true. You should be able to play any card in the game whenever yeah. you want. Yeah, it should just be an addition to the base game. Exactly. It should just be an addition to the base game. But then a lot of his other... His other um, sins, I honestly didn't even think to realize existed. Yeah. <laughs> like um, life decking, unmixable archetypes. Like how would you – how could you go to sleep at night thinking, oh, I've made a great game that has unmixable archetypes? Unmixable? Yeah. Like you can't – I can't take a knight and I can't, I can't take a knight and splash it into an other world deck, period. Never. That's stupid. Yeah, it doesn't even make well, more it, sense to me. Like, if you, no matter what game you're making, yeah, there are renegades in in your world. There are people that don't like the regime that they're under. They're going to go work for somebody else. Mm -hmm. Unmixable archetypes doesn't make sense fundamentally. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I don't like that. Because <laughs> like, I'm it, it very. Just, it just brings less variety and it makes balancing. I don't know. It just makes it feel like there's like strong decks are go always going to be strong unless you like nerf that specific deck, like Hearthstone, right? Is Hearthstone yeah. like that? Her Hearthstone's similar. Okay. Um, Hearthstone has archetypes specific or um, what do they call them in Hearthstone? The person that you play as. It's the, yeah, it's like the character. Yeah, the character you play as has Mage, specific warrior, cards for them. Paladin. Yeah. They have cards that are just for them. But then you can add any of the generic <clears throat> cards or complementary cards from the game to your deck, I believe, is how it works. Um, another yeah. game that I think does it really well, and sorry for shouting these guys out because, well, I play a lot of their games. Legends of Runeterra. Legends uh, of Runeterra is three maximum archetypes. Yes. It, it's, yes. I think it's very well balanced when you do that because you can essentially, with three mixable archetypes, you can do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. If you're doing more than three, you have a problem. <laughs> Yeah, because like I was trying to make like you a just deck don't have game. an idea of what you're trying to do. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, look, um, that that game seems to have it have it down because you can just I've seen so many different kinds of really good decks. combinations. Yeah. yeah, 
yeah, I've seen some incredible stuff. When I when I went to play it for research for this, mm-hmm. and then I started playing it for fun, there was um there was like a five game in a row period where we I made it to the last turn with an edited version of the original deck, mm-hmm. but then got completely destroyed by a long form combo. Yeah. So like. Yeah. They'd been drawing all game. I'm like, oh, I'm kicking their ass. They don't have anything. And then out of nowhere, they destroy me. fucking OTK'd you. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that game's pretty good. Um, not as good as this one. Because all of the games that I just talked about have a problem, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. They aren't responsive enough. In Hearthstone, maybe I haven't played enough Hearthstone, but I do believe that um, Tyler agrees with me, at least in the modern day. It's essentially, can I get my combo off faster than you? Yeah. And if I can, I win. If I don't, I lose. Yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh! is very much the same. Mm-hmm. It's, let's play this game until I get all my stuff off. Oh, my five-minute turn's over, you you lose. Yeah. Um, Magic, Magic has its own problems. Um, <laughs> the Mulligan thing is my number one example of why Magic fundamentally is not that great. If, if you have to put in a rule to... I need to rephrase what I just said. I said not that great. I, I love magic. I play magic. I'm saying that there's a fundamental <laughs> problem with it. There we go. I, when I say it's fundamentally... Seven deadly sins. Yes. Right? <laughs> uh, well, mana no. mana isn't really a, a sin of card games because mana is so popular. You have to remember that magic is the first. Okay. They set the precedent on what trading card games should do. They invented tapping. They invented mana. Okay. So the fact that so many games follow that idea is fine to me. I do think that Magic's mana system, at least in the beginning and sometimes in the middle of, in the middle, gets very wacky because mm-hmm. it's either I have no mana, and I have the mulligan, or I have all mana, and I have the mulligan, <laughs> or I have a combination of both, but I have too strong of this or too weak of this or something like that, which, which can be fixed with proper deck balance, especially with how Magic's deck balancing works. Yeah. I mean, they've been around forever. I'm sure they figured it out. Yeah, they figured it out. <laughs> but mana's slow. Yeah. It's very slow. Yeah. And the fact that within Magic the Gathering, it actually takes up a card space makes it even slower, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I don't hate mana. I, I don't I don't think it's a bad idea. I think it's a great way to, to handle card balance. Um, but mana's just that. It's how you handle card balance. So I tried to solve that problem inherently. Mm-hmm. And the main thing that I realized is Yu-Gi-Oh! has three types of limiting limiting factors when it comes to a generic card. If you're just thinking about the base, it can be an, it can be four or lower, which means you can just play it from your hand. Okay. It can be five or higher, or five to seven, which means you have to sacrifice two, and then it can be seven or higher. Or sacrifice one, I mean. And then it can be seven or higher, which means you get to sacrifice two. Okay. So that's a pretty that's a pretty interesting way of limiting cards. You yeah. have to put two cards in to get my one really powerful card off, and then we're good. Well, I don't really agree with that because you're essentially playing two separate games at that point, at least from my perspective. Okay. I'm trying to get myself into a position where I can further my own advantage, but also prevent you from preventing or also prevents you from stopping me. Mm-hmm. So and I get how weird that sounds, but here's why I think that's so true with Yu-Gi-Oh! And specifically just Yu-Gi-Oh! Mm-hmm. I can't pull this off at all <clears throat> unless I have all my pieces. 
That's not always true, but I do feel it's more true than it's not true. Mm -hmm. There's a whole reason. There's a reason that decks are built instead of being formatted and slightly changed from the last one. Like Yu-Gi-Oh's formats change frequently based on card release, and cards randomly become super powerful, and then they get banned. (laughs) So, what that tells me with Yu-Gi-Oh is they they have a they have an idea on how specific they want their game speed to be. Mm But they don't know exactly how much. Because they constantly do different things to adjust how the game itself works with the different summoning mechanics. Mm-hmm. And each summoning mechanic, in my opinion, makes the game better. E- even even Link Summoning, which I hate. I hate it. I think it's stupid. <laughs> makes the game better. Because Link Summoning is essentially, I have two cards on the field. I can mash those two cards together. I can summon a card. It's no different than XZ summoning, no different than synchro summoning. Mm-hmm. The cards can be less specific is the main thing. They get their own zone. I like that too. I like that they get their own zone. Yeah. But really, all that is is them taking a look at their old concept of let me limit the speed of cards and then circumventing it. Because they're, they're, they're writing a rule to bypass their own rule. Okay. So... That's kind of where I kind of draw a line. If you're creating an entire new set of mechanics to circumvent a rule for every single one of your cards, you've made a mistake. Okay. Because then you're essentially trying to create a way to play your game, even though there's no wrong or right way to play the game, incorrectly. Okay. Does all that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So... That's why, why the tiering system exists. Because I have five ways to limit the power of your card. Okay. Just off the bat. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't have to adjust any stats. I don't have to change any effects. Just five different ways to adjust how powerful this card is. Indeed. And magic is very similar. Except they technically have an infinite number of ways to adjust the speed on which a card can work. Yeah. But they also have designed mechanics to circumvent that rule. Because mana exists, but then there are also cards that when you tap them, add mana to your mana pool. Okay. So then, just like the current set, there's currently a two-card combination that gives you infinite mana. Two cards. Yes. You play one card, you tap it, another card comes out of the hand, onto the field, you tap that card, untaps the first card, tap that card again, Mm -hmm. add a mana to your mana pool. This card being tapped untaps this card... You just tap, 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 and the game's done. Jesus Christ! Because you have infinite mana. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah, I have all the spells. I have everything. You're dead. That'd be cool to like. I think we should have Tyler on like stream playing, just to showcase his skill in card games. Yeah, I think that's kind of what he and I are going to do because. Back when he and I were talking about just doing YouTube for fun, I wanted him to play me in pokemon but yeah. i had to soft lock pick essentially his team so like he makes a team and it's he make he goes undefeated for a couple a couple games and he's like okay i have an undefeated team let's go and yeah. i fight his team <laughs> until i win he can't do anything to adjust his team but i can adjust my team after every fight okay so it's essentially here's your challenge you have this entire dictionary's worth of words to use mm-hmm. go yeah which which i think would be a lot of fun Hell I think yeah. that would be a lot of fun. Because that would be, that'd be a, a fun video to make. Yes. And I've almost done it once for <clears> fun. Because <throat> we were on we were playing Pokemon Showdown. Shout yeah. out to Pokemon Showdown. 
Uh, I'm still kind of salty that you, you couldn't work for me. What's Pokemon Showdown? Oh, yeah, where you can just build your team with whatever yeah, immediately. Great. Yeah, the guy who works on Pokemon Showdown just takes out all the grind. Yeah. Yes. Um, I actually tried getting him on to the to the team. Mm-hmm. Um, and he literally was like, this sounds great, and I wish I could say yes, but I literally spend every day, all day, working on Pokemon Showdown. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's true. That makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I'll let you know. And then he, <laughs> and back, then to he, back to Pokemon. Back to Pokemon Showdown. Um, but, but I mean, <clears throat> that's the type of person that Mike is, too. Because he's slowly becoming like that um, with Collision Gate. Yeah. He, he basically sends me something new about what he's doing every day. Yeah. And then I get an update on GitHub every day. He, he's he's a monster. Yeah. <laughs> he is. Um, and, um, go ahead. For the, so what's going to be our first stream, you think? Um, I was thinking a, so I, I watched this guy named Juve. I've told you about this, but I yes. told the, um, I can told the stream or the podcast about this. There's this guy I watch on YouTube named Juve, and he plays um, the Bethesda titles. He yeah. plays Skyrim, but um, yes, Fall yes, Four stuff like yes. that. Um, and he did this challenge where he went to Whiterun naked <laughs> and became rich and powerful in Whiterun. And, and only Whiterun. And, and only Whiterun. So I'm thinking about doing that, and then I'm going to do it against Mike, who's probably going to do it in VR. Oh my god! So he's gonna be doing VR um, Skyrim, and I'm gonna be doing normal Skyrim, where we cannot leave different cities. Um, but because this is Juve's idea, mm-hmm. I mean, I've done a similar challenge before, but he was the first person to put it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, pre- I try to be respectful of stuff like that. I'm not gonna do any of the places he hasn't done yet. Okay. So For um, sure. he's done White Run, Riften, Solitude, and a few others. Okay. So I'm gonna paste these videos out. But these would also go on my on my main channel to hopefully get. Could you uh, also do this in Fallout? Yes. Oh um, my god. <laughs> so I've actually done this in Fallout. Uh, in Fallout Four, there is a um, there's a city right outside where you come out. Yeah. Sanctuary. You can never leave Sanctuary. And that's it. And that's it. Just stay there. Just live. Oh my gosh. <laughs> there's like nothing in Sanctuary, is it? Right? Isn't there like there's the super six small buildings? Yeah. Three of which are ruined. Uh. I'm sorry. Eight buildings, three of which are ruined. I forgot about the uh, cellar tech. You know what we should do? We should play Fallout 76. I mean, I'm fine with that. I'm, I, I just, uh, I'll probably... Have you ever played it? Yeah, I played it for uh, I played it for five hours. And I then played it. And yeah, then I, I played... Up. Yeah, same. Like, I, we walked in, it's like, this sucks, and then just well, left. They just don't know how to design a game. Because that's a super important yeah. in, in Fallout. And I like what they did with that. Real-time bats is super cool. Yes. Um, But... What they did is they gave you the hardest enemy in the game to hit in Vats right out the gate. Who? The Liberators. The oh. Liberators are the, these these little um, these little metal tin can looking things with like some spider legs. Yeah. And uh, they're they're all head. So in, <laughs> in in Fallout, how the equation works is you get a I think it's like a a thirty percent debuff chance to hit the head. Okay. Your level one. You have no agility. You have no perception. You're so trying to hit these guys with no, a, with no a accuracy. pistol. <laughs> yeah, you have no accuracy whatsoever. And, <laughs> and so like, every time you think Swing you're about to get car. a 90%, it jumps out of the way and then you miss. <sighs> Jesus. So babe. I was like, okay, this is a this is a no VATS game, but I'll try VATS again here mm-hmm. in a minute because I love VATS. Yeah. And then you fight a, um, 
a bunch of rad roaches, right? Okay. They made oh. rad roaches super fast. Yeah, I was gonna say also really small on the ground. <laughs> and so I'm I'm trying to get to a point where I can like hit them in vats, but they're scurrying at me so quickly and I'm so squishy. Yeah. And I'm playing on the hardest difficulty. Oh. <laughs> and so I'm just instantly dead. And I'm like, masochist. <laughs> and I'm like. I've beaten every single Fallout game. It's like, I can't Barrett. beat this! I'm getting killed by rad roaches! <laughs> That's literally what I said. And then, so I just, like, went around and started trying to power level by discovering places. Yeah. And then I realized I really hated the leveling system. Yeah, in the beginning it was really bad. Yeah. I felt like Sea of Thieves, when that first launched, where it's just like, what what am I doing to level the same things over and over and over and over and over again? But see, and it, it, I like, don't even fun, mind that. The fun aspect of it is the multiplayer thing, right? Where it's like, oh, I can play with friends and we can, like, murder other people. And it's like, no, you can't. You can't. They take that away from you. They take, they make yeah. it, like, they baby. Because they did it for people who are like, I don't want to get killed. Meh. Yeah. So essentially... At least you just have separate servers for that. Yes. You know? I agree completely. Because if you're trying to start have, a firefight... I don't fight, know if they do. Do they have that? No. They may at this point, but I, I don't, don't know. think so. I have no idea. I don't think so. Unless it's community organized, I don't think so. Yeah. Because how it works is essentially, I shoot you, you take an HP yeah. of damage. Yeah. And then you... you can literally go into your menu as you're getting shot and like, uh, I need to fucking grab food, heal myself real quick. Okay, I'm good again. Where am I going? Like, I'm good as someone's trying to kill you. Yeah, and, and then, so let's say I've done like 30 total damage to you. Each time I, t- I, I shoot you, yeah. my fine goes up. Oh my god, there's fines. Or my bounty. Oh, yeah. My bounty. So it's bounty for other players or... Other players can come kill me and take money. They get they get uh, caps. Yeah. So the fight doesn't start until you shoot me back. Your first bullet does full damage. Wow. Yes. So the second person is uh is has the advantage. A major advantage. Yeah. If you're fighting multiple people, you get an extra damage threshold. So you're just shot. you're just a fucking tank, you're tank. <laughs> and you're you're dealing out all the DPS. Yes. <laughs> Yep, because you can literally sit there. <laughs> so broken. What you can the sit fuck? there, and I saw I saw a video of this. Someone's sitting there getting shot with nukes, yeah. like mini nukes, and he's just standing there, it's and he's just you see, him, you see him hitting himself with stim packs. <laughs> and every once in a while, his equipment changes, and you're like, "What's he doing?" Yeah. And then a suit of power armor spawns, and it's like the like max level power armor, and yeah. he's like, "Oh shit!" And then <laughs> he gets in his power armor, pulls out a mil- <laughs> missile launcher, jetpacks into the air, and just rains fire <laughs> down upon them. It was insane <laughs> that like doing stuff like that is really cool because like um have you ever played rust no but i've seen uh, so many playthroughs or not playthroughs but you know like people playing on servers and all that stuff okay i'm guessing you've also probably not played minecraft in a hardcore setting on a world them too i played on hardcore but not like with the group okay so my favorite thing to do in minecraft period is to fill someone's floor with lava Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, because it's super easy to do with uh, drip stones. Yes. And it's a lot of fun. So basically <laughs> what I used to do is I would jump onto servers. Yes. I would go out and become a, a lumberjack, make enough money to, to get a, um, a single lava bucket, and I would turn that single lava bucket into as much lava as possible. Mm-hmm. And then I would create a hole underneath everybody's houses. Yes. Put an entire layer of TNT underneath their floor. And then fill the rest of it with sand, and then have lava 
right there. So their floor blows out from underneath them. Yeah. Because there's a block in between you, you take almost no damage. Yes. But then you fall into lava, lava, and all of your stuff is destroyed. You're evil. I know. <laughs> it was so much fun. I did it to the server admin one time. Did he kick you out of the... Oh, yeah, he kicked me hard. Oh, no. Jeez. Yeah, I, yeah. Or that or to entity scam. Uh, entity, entity cram someone's mobs. Yes. So, like, you, you walk... Cram. Best way to do it is to um, build an ender portal. Or okay. another portal in someone's house. Yes. Which is hard to do because you're going to get caught. Yeah. But um, <laughs> you build another portal inside someone's house and then you, you go to the nether and then you find a piglin. You build a portal around the piglin and teleport him in there. Okay. Give him a name tag. Go back. Destroy the second portal that you made. Do it over and over and over again. If you can get him to 15 piglins and then you spawn a bunch of pigs, for some reason whenever they enter their chunk, it starts to stutter. And they'll never know why. What the fuck? Because Minecraft's only capable of holding so many mods bef- mobs before it starts to freak out. Okay. And it, when it's having to render multiple different mods from across the map, mm-hmm. it doesn't like that. So as you spawn, as you spawn into a trunk, a chunk, everything's rendered. I think the render distance on main Minecraft is two point five chunks. Okay. Um, so basically, for two point five chunks, everything is actually existing and doing stuff. Yeah. But if you like build an iron farm and you walk four chunks away, your iron farm stops working because it, it's not working over there yeah. but if you give stuff name tags and stuff it remembers that it's there better okay and so that takes a little bit of information and when you it, it's weird minecraft stuff it's yeah, just so, how minecraft so they works just load in they're like why is my game stuttering it, but the thing is it's it's barely knows yeah. it's just enough to where you think you're crazy like that Oh. Is it slower in my house or am I crazy? Uh, and then every so once in a while you hear you hear a pig grunt and you're like, oh. "What? It's probably just a pig outside." It's pretty. It's probably just a pig outside, right? They have lava underneath people's houses. That's the thing. You put them <laughs> together, and you put the piglins right next to a button. <laughs> so where if they go to destroy the piglins, yeah, they step on a button. Oh <laughs> my god, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I I used to love doing that. That's great. I got so many <laughs> Minecraft servers. We I should didn't... just uh, make a Minecraft server with everyone on the team. I've been wanting to do that. That'll be so fun. I've been wanting to do that. I would be a I would be a benevolent leader though. I benevolent. wouldn't blow anybody up. But I would let everybody know. Hey, if you um if you fuck up, your your floor is gonna just. Uh, I'm making disappear. secret deals with everyone. See, I would love to. I'd love to make a server with eight people. Each person picks one archetype. I need to role play as the leader of that archetype and build up their own their own thing. I think that'd be. Oh pretty, my god, that'd be so sick! That'd, yeah, that'd be that'd be really cool. Like someone's like a wood elf, just surviving in the trees. They can only use wood <laughs> as their things. Yeah, that'd be, great. that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, that would be fun. That'd Other be world has to go live in the ice. Oh yeah. Yes. And then the um samurai. Samurai can live pretty much it has to wander. Samurai has to wander. There's bamboo, right? True. I mean like she could make things, but like her whole backstory is she's she's a landless person. Okay. So like her whole her her rule, and I'm saying her because the characters are her. Um her rule would be you have to take over a nation then it becomes yours. Okay. And then insects would probably also just wander in the woods. Could you um make deals? Yeah. Because okay. the whole the whole thing is even the uh, 
even the insects are conscious, which is this is also some some stuff that you guys don't know. The insects are conscious because they have a they have a deity leader who's like the hive mind or yeah the hive mind type thing. Okay. Um, and it communicates to people through the insects. Okay. There has to be a large enough a mass of them to get the signal across, but that's how it communicates. And so, like, basically, when you're being attacked by an army of insects, you're being attacked by an army of insects that all have one purpose. Yeah, to kill, to murder <laughs> to kill you. And they don't, <laughs> like, they have no sense of self-preservation. They, like, yeah. they will do whatever it takes. It's the flood, dude. That's terrifying. Yeah, that's always terrifying. You just can't. Like, how do you beat that? You have to get, you have to kill the hive mind. Yeah. And it's not even on that planet. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> God damn it. See, like, that's, that's the thing that I think is, like, the most disconcerting for anything that actually exists within our world is even if you killed everyone they just keep coming yeah like it's just gonna keep happening forever until until one person comes out on top yeah that's the flood dude in halo reading the books that shit was terrifying i need to read that because i want to write more for the zombies i want to write what it's like to fight them yeah master chief was he became like he said he was a uh, felt like a robot, just in the motions of killing for yep. over thirty six hours straight, just, just over and killing. Over flood upon flood upon. Since flood. you've read most of the books at this point, right? No, I've only read the first three. Okay. Um, does it ever talk about Master Chief's mental state when it comes to murder? Because he seems like a very stoic. Like I understand They're, what I'm Spart- doing is my job. The Spartan twos are very stoic. Like their emotion is very. Um, it's like it's been ripped out of them <laughs> pretty much like they they care about each other they care about each other and, and they care about, about cortana they, yes that's that's the the big thing with with john at least because he, he's like the only spartan to really to go against orders and to uh to really feel for someone and that's what you know these last couple of halo games have really showed not the show. Don't talk about the show. Yeah, I was gonna say. Do we want to? Do we want to shit on that really quick? Yeah. yeah I don't want to. <laughs> uh, disobeys orders way too quickly. <laughs> yeah. I can't even want to die. I, I, I just watched. I just watched the the, the poor the, the. There's some cool fight scenes. Yes, I watched a couple of the fight scenes because yeah. I, I heard they were really good, and I do agree. Yeah. And then I watched the. Um, there was a video on YouTube that was up for like 24, maybe 48 hours, and it's like. Um, is like twenty minutes of, it's James Cameron, right? Is it James Cameron who did it? That fil- no, James Cameron does big movies. I know, but this is it's on the same scale. I know it's a big guy. <clears throat> I know the, it's a big director. And I know Spielberg directed. Uh, I think it's Spielberg. Pretty sure it's Spielberg. Look up director. I thought it would be here. No, they always they, they think we only care about actors. Okay. Okay, never mind. I th- I'm pretty sure Spielberg did, did something Halo related though. I just can't remember what. There it is. It's heavily involved. It's heavily involved in the Halo series. Apparently. Yeah. Okay. Well, so you fucked up, Spielberg. You can definitely see the Spielberg in the fights. But you can also definitely see the Spielberg in the dialogue. Yeah. I, I, I know Spielberg, you probably didn't direct this or write this movie or anything, but there's something about all of your movies that I, I feel as though they have in common, and it's 
that the dialogue doesn't always hit. <laughs> but yeah, no, there's, there's some Indiana. Jo- no, well, he directed. He, he directed. He didn't yeah. write. George Lucas, Lucas, wrote, Lucas wrote, wrote. wrote Indiana Jones. And Indiana Jones is pretty well written. Jaws. He wrote. He wrote. Kind of like Doll's Eyes. No, he's just a director. I think he just he he um he takes these great writings and then. Okay, so He's maybe what I just director. said is completely shit. Yeah. But um, wh- what the important part of what I was saying is, I watched a uh, like a twenty minute video of like it was literally guys. called twenty minutes of Halo's lore being ruined. Oh no! And like it's just stuff being said and Master Chief doing stuff that like he would never do in the show or yeah, in the show. yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, yeah. And then at the end of the video, there's just a guy crying. <laughs> Yeah, so funny. Because that's such a, a huge part of him to he like he never disobeying orders, unless it comes to Cortana. Until it, yeah, until it finally came to Cortana, where he's like, I love Cortana, so I'm gonna go save her. If yeah. you stop me, <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I will, will kill die. you. No, he won't kill anyone, but he'll definitely stop them. In Halo Five, yeah, Guardians, we're gonna send a, a team to stop him. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, good for you. <laughs> um, Locke loses anyways. Like there was a yeah, there was a fight scene between him and Locke, who's a Spartan four, which is nothing compared to a Spartan yeah, two. And he's the best Spartan. And it, two. they make it seem like uh, he's putting up a fight. It, that fight should have been I'm completely one sided. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Halo five. That's or they so should have thrown in a line where he's like. Oh, his mental state is not acting like his normal self. I might actually be able to take him right here. Or just like, yeah, something just to... anything. Yes. Anything. For, yeah. Or have him fight the entire team. He should have fought the entire team single-handedly. Because he was getting... He, he to... told his team, his blue team, like Kelly and Fred and... Uh, who was it? Joshua? He was like, go ahead. <laughs> I got this. I'm going to fuck this guy up real quick. It would have been cool to see him fight Locke and his team by yeah. himself. Yeah. I, I, that that would have been so sick. If he would have fought the entire team and then when he got down to Locke, he was tired and t- and then Locke beat him, that would make the, that would make the game much better. No, yeah. Any number of things that they would have done, it just kind of ruined Master Chief's I mean, he beat, he beat Locke in that fight, but he did, take, he, did, he did take that damage, yeah. Yeah. Well, not barely, but it, it was far more... Cracked his even. fucking visor. Yes. Bullshit. <laughs> he fell from space, and it, it is... <laughs> it's like yeah. chips. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, he did use armor lock, and I think he didn't because uh, at that point he had he had Cortana, so and he had Overshield, and I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I'm just trying to make it make sense. Fair enough. It makes me angry. <laughs> and then the new um, the new game. Have you finished it? Infinite. Yeah, that one was good. It was all right. How'd you feel about the story? The story was okay. Okay. It was just, um, it's fun. Like, the grapple hook is fun as fuck. <laughs> I think that's, like, everyone's review. It's like, this is an okay game. The grapple hook is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> the story was, like, it was just okay. Like, they, they did get back to, like, some of the the Halo feels, you know? But I love the, I forget his name, the, the human that he saves, the soldier, oh. the pilot. He's... I think him, like their relationship was was dope. Uh, I don't know. The boss fights were awesome. Okay. The boss fights. That's felt, usually very important. With yeah, him. yeah. The boss fights were actually really good. And then um, I don't know. It just felt like when it ended, it was like that's it. That's the ending. Was it too short? 
or was yeah, it the ending Because the way Halo Five ends is Cortana has she found a Halo ring. She has the control of all these guardians, like hundreds of guardians, and a guardian can police like a a, a galaxy. Mm-hmm. Like that's how powerful these things are. And you're like, holy shit, what are they gonna do? Like you see Chief teaming up with the Arbiter, and um, and Locke, and you know like all these people coming together to fight Cortana and then you get into Halo 5 which is gone right and it's it's past that point it's like they had that fight already and now you're dealing with the aftermath of that okay so it's like the thing that you were waiting for is already done it's like oh yeah Cortana's been beaten and uh now we have to fight this other guy it's like I'd rather see you fight Cortana what or at least give me some flashbacks no they do but it's it still doesn't hit as hard. Like, you would want to see... I don't know. It was just a weird choice that they did. Fair enough. I don't know. Fair enough. Microsoft being dumb. <laughs> but they also yeah. acquired Bethesda and <laughs> I, Blizzard. I keep hearing so many rumors that Bethesda Activision. is being forced to work with Obsidian by Microsoft. And first off, about that rumor, they wouldn't be forced. They're friends. Like, yeah. Obsidian and Bethesda work Coincide. together yeah. like whenever they can people think that there's bad blood with obsidian because of new vegas because new vegas was supposed to get a, a, a 70 on metacritic uh-huh. in order to get um a bonus and they got a 69 they got a bonus yeah yeah not as big as the bonuses they were promised but they got a bonus yeah and that was their, they did their job like they, they were paid to make a game and then they were going to get a bonus if the game was really good yeah and the game was really good, and they got a little bit of a bonus, even though they didn't make that deal. So people think that Obsidian is angry or something, mm-hmm. but no. Like Bethesda has stated very firmly that they want to make they want to make Fallout. Yeah, like they want to make that game, and that they want it to be their game. And they have also very frequently brought up the fact that Halo that, that Fallout New Vegas is really good, mm-hmm. and Fallout New Vegas is called out in Fallout like all these different things that people don't think are true. Yeah, um, maybe there's bad blood. I don't fucking know. Yeah. But from a professional perspective, if they were being told to work together, quote quotation marks about told, in yeah. all honesty, I would expect there have, to have been an issue because Obsidian was owned by Microsoft and, and Bethesda wasn't. Yeah. Like where they were like, I would like to work with Obsidian again, but now they're owned by Microsoft and they won't let us. And yeah. then they were acquired and now I think there's a, definitely a conversation going on. 100%. There has to be. They would make too much money from a New Vegas remake. It's, it's as or simple just a as, New Vegas 2. Yeah, just or New Vegas 2. Or... It, it, the fact that they're just basically leaving that on the table. Because mm-hmm. like their main thing is they keep releasing Skyrim over and over and over again. And whatever, dude. I don't fucking care anymore. I like Skyrim. It's one of my favorite games of all time. I have my Starfield problems Starfield is coming out soon. Yes. Um, and it's going to probably be pretty good. But yeah. I don't know that. We won't know until... Yeah, we, we won't know it, until... You know? We won't know until... Until it's out. If I can be a space wizard. That'd be sick. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. If you could become a Jedi. If there's lightsabers. There should be. There's, oh there's no point. Because, like, the thing is... <laughs> so many things they can do. Lightsabers aren't used a lot in um, fiction, but they're not copyrighted. It's a sword made of light. Yeah. Like... A laser sword. It's a laser sword. It's you can't really... copyright a laser sword. Yeah. And... I mean, even if they did... I guess calling it a lightsaber... Just yeah, you can't call it a lightsaber because lightsabers are owned by... Um, Disney. Disney. <laughs> I was going to say Lucasfilms, but might as well just say Disney. Disney, you know? yeah. Um, but I, I think um, it's it's like di- how Disney acquired like Marvel and Star Wars and uh, Fox. 
I think it's just all for the greater good because Microsoft has that Microsoft money, dude. You yeah. know, and now they they have Bethesda and Activision. They have there's no first person shooter that they don't that own. they don't. It will kill zone, but like. Compared there, to like yeah. Call of Duty and Halo, it like I'm really surprised that Microsoft hasn't been they own Overwatch hasn't been given the uh, the warning that Disney got recently. Yeah, it's like if don't you, buy any more stuff. If you buy any more stuff, <laughs> you're a monopoly. You're a monopoly, yeah. and technically we have to immediately shut you down. <laughs> yeah, just don't buy any more stuff, and you continue to not be a monopoly. Just yeah, be almost monopoly. 100. percent I think that's what Microsoft is at right now. Yeah, because if because I think they're um. Their business model is just as good, if not better, than uh, Disney's or Amazon's. Mm-hmm. Because, first off, they're an evergreen company. They will never stop making money. They will always be making PCs. Like when you when you hear the word PC, the average Microsoft. person thinks Microsoft. 100%. They don't. A lot of people don't even realize that a MacBook is still a PC. Yeah, yeah. Because of that commercial from back in the day, where do you want to be a Mac or a PC? Yeah, they're both personal computers, bro. Exactly. Exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just in tandem with that. Yeah. And I can't imagine how much money they've made from, you know, Bill Gates, one of the richest men in the world for a reason. I mean, they own Google. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Don't they? I think. I think they so, own Google. I'm going to check that. I might just be an idiot. Does Alphabet? I know Alphabet owns Google. I don't. I, I worded it properly, improperly. I just put who owns Google. That is the question. Who owns Google? If I say who owns Google, I'll type in it'll be Alphabet. It'll be Alphabet. Okay, who owns Alphabet? Oh. Nope, nope. It's just uh, it's just Google. All right. Well, there you go. Google. There you have it. Never mind. Microsoft's still juggernaut though. Yeah, Microsoft's still a juggernaut. Um, I'm going to see something real quick. Indeed. Uh, Microsoft largest companies. I can't spell today, apparently. Um, it's the world's largest software maker by revenue as of 2016. Wow. Makes sense. So, yeah, here we go. Bing, LinkedIn. Where else? There's all these fucking companies. Technical, uh, technical services. There we go. SDN, Microsoft, 365, OneDrive, Outlook. Outlook. Windows, obviously. Game. My, yeah, holy shit. <laughs> Sometimes you just forget how big this company really is. Yeah, and just... This man. And you're thinking like, oh, how much did they pay for Blizzard? It was like sixty billion or something insane. Something like that. That's nothing. Same thing for Disney. It's like we paid fifty billion for Fox. Like, oh my god, how do you have that kind of money? Because they're Disney. Sixty-eight point seven billion dollars. Sixty-eight point seven. I mean, it's worth. Dollars. They take the hit to become. Like, I mean, like there's no first-person shooter that's gonna. They just acquired Call of Duty. You know, how big Warzone is right now. They acquired Blizzard. They acquired uh, 
the RT, not RTS, the fucking MMO of all time, World of Warcraft. Okay. So they have they have about four hundred million dollars a year. So it's going to take fifteen years if things continue as they are for them to make their money back. Well, it's not including what they'll make from the companies that they just acquired, you know? Oh, so, true. So their income will probably just, you know, I'm sure there's smarter people that figured yeah, I'm sure, out. Yeah, I'm sure some much smarter people than us <laughs> figured it out. I'm sure I'm sure Microsoft is not batting an eye at the six, yeah, $69 billion. wants to make a couple billion dollars off of us, that's totally fine. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> acquired Collision Gate. That's something I've thought about a lot. Like, because I, I do plan on moving on to something else one day. For like, sure. Re- replacing me with someone. Do How do I feel about an acquisition, though, is something that constantly beats around in my head. And I think that's just something I'd have to, I'd have to see. I'd have to yeah. experience for myself. It, it would depend on the, on the circumstances of the acquisition, preferably a merger of some kind where I keep creative control of some kind. For sure. Great. Don't want to see it get like. I don't want to see it get destroyed. Game and then they just fucking rip it apart. Yeah, just rip it apart. I the only reason I would ever keep creative control of this game is to make sure that it doesn't get destroyed. For sure. Uh, If I start destroying it, I'm definitely also the same way. Like, oh, time to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. (laughs) I am not helping. Um. So so yeah, I mean, I can understand wanting to purchase something like that Mm -hmm. because it is Blizzard. They do make a lot of money probably from WoW, less so now. Yeah. But with Microsoft backing them up, they can get WoW back to where people probably want it to be. And maybe even at this point, it's almost time to replace WoW, if we're being honest. Like, they're not going to replace it. There's just way too many people that play that game, dude. Well, think of Overwatch 2. Well, Overwatch failed. Overwatch 2 failed? Well, Overwatch 1 failed. Oh. Overwatch 1 failed, and I, I'm pretty sure... Um, them bogging down. I, I think uh, I, w- I would assume that it would be because they, they had to have been in talks with Blizzard for at least over a year for acquiring them, for buying them, which put a stop to any creative Ventures process. Yeah, they had to stop. There was no, there was no talk of, and COVID and yeah. all that stuff, just putting all that stuff to a halt, and then having to get a different game director from J- Jeff Kaplan left, and then they had all those uh, accusations that happened with like. The CEO of Blizzard and mm-hmm. yeah, I I want Blizzard or I want Overwatch two to be good, but Overwatch one kind of really just failed. And it just, it just seems that Overwatch two is Overwatch one updated. You know, oh, yeah. I, I don't want to spend money, which I don't think you have to. You'll have to now. I think it'll just be on Game Pass with Microsoft. But yeah, yeah, I want it to be good. I wonder how good the Game Pass business model actually is i it's, feel like how, it how it's been going all the bethesda games are on there yeah all, all, all of their xbox exclusives are on there on top of other games that you would you're like i don't really want to play that game and then it's free you're like come on play this game now because yeah. it's free like i never would have bought like jurassic world evolution 2 where it's just <laughs> like a sim city but you know you build your own jurassic park and yeah you go out go out and capture the dinosaurs and whatnot but i was like it's free Click install, see how this goes. I never played it, and it's fun. It's a fun game. It, that's how I am about a lot of the games that I play, because like, and I'm sure they're making way more money than they are from just selling a game. You know, probably because yeah, subscriptions every month. Subscriptions you know? make more money 
in the long term, but they make less money in the short term, I think. For sure. I think. I think that's how the the consensus on, on subscriptions are. It just seems like you, it's stupid to not have it. If you play, like, Xbox or... It just seems like you would want that. And PlayStation recently just kind of did the same thing with their PlayStation Plus reveal of, like, having, like, PlayStation Plus for Premium where you can have PlayStation... Essentially PlayStation Now... And, like, access to their entire library mm-hmm. of games. And then the same thing as Game Pass. Yeah. But for PlayStation. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, yeah. Sony seems to be scrambling. They're like, they got Blizzard? And then they bought, like, some, uh... What was it? They bought some smaller company. They bought, um... Not Ubisoft. It was a company that owns, like, Assassin's Creed. I know it's it, they're under Ubisoft, but it's another company that owns Assassin's Creed. Oh, okay. Um, I forget the name. I don't remember who it is either, but I know who you're talking about. And then they acquired uh, Bungie. They bought Bungie. <laughs> so, okay, you bought Destiny 2. <laughs> That's what you bought, pretty much. Who owns Assassin's Creed? They'll probably come up with Ubisoft, and then let's change it to who makes Ubisoft. Apparently. Um, do Sony like Sony purchased who? Who has Sony purchased? Acquisitions area. Second major acquisition of Tony Hoon in terms of the Destiny Company. Yeah, Bungie. House Curry. Valkyrie Entertainment, I think that's what it was. Or Blue Point, Fire Spirit, and Nixies. Yeah, see they're just scrambling. They're just getting all these like smaller companies, which have like decent games, but it's nothing in comparison to Blizzard and Bethesda, you know. See, that's the main thing I, I kinda am liking about Microsoft nowadays. Or not Microsoft, um Nintendo nowadays. They're they're not even trying. To compete with, um, yeah, they're, Sony their, they're their own, they're their completely own, own thing, thing, and it works really well, hundred percent. Like, um, Pokemon is the biggest game in the world. Yeah, to put it in perspective, <laughs> I do not know, own <laughs> a next gen console. I own a Switch, though. Yeah, exactly. It's just like when the Switch came out, I was like, oh, I'm getting a Switch. I'm just gonna wait for a special edition. Yeah, Breath of the Wild. Yeah, Mario Odyssey. Yeah, like they they just put so much love and character into their into their. Uh, Single player games. They're exclusive, yeah. Nintendo games, and you really feel it. I really don't feel like there's a single company that does gaming as an idea better than than Nintendo. Yeah, because like they feel free. They feel free. Like just do whatever you want. Yeah, it's like I can be a fucking tree in Mario. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah, and and they and they really think unconventionally. Mm -hmm. Because like I don't think anyone expected the Wii to do well. And it's one of the biggest selling consoles yeah. ever. It, like I owned if not a Wii, the biggest selling console. And like I only ever played like two or three games on it. But every time I would go back to playing Wii or I'd play Wii Sports with my friends, I would I would be like, why don't I play my Wii more? Yeah, it's just a very, yeah. You always feel like that. Really yeah. playing Mario Party or like Mario Kart. Like, yeah, this is fun. It's just yeah. a very fun like party game console. But then it's also very fun for like solo gaming. Like Pokemon, well, forever. Well, Pokemon Shield kind of sucked. Arceus was fun, and, uh, I mean, the remakes that they do, like, uh, Brilliant Diamond and, what was the other one? Something Shining Pearl. Pearl. Shining Pearl. And then they're coming out with Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Scarlet and Violet looks really good. Yeah, those starters look so damn cute. 
um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for Scarlet and Violet, especially because it's going to be their first real Pokemon game on Switch. Yeah. Because, like, I, I really don't feel like they put the effort that they should have put in for um, Sword and Shield. Mm-hmm. Even, with the, even with the Tundra and Crown, I think... Um, I think it was a good idea. I think it was done well with the catching thing. Mm-hmm. I think I think those games are a catching a catching game. It's essentially like they were like, oh, we made um, Pikachu and an Eevee, and it did really well, and it's basically just a catching um, simulator. Yeah. So let's, it's just like you want to nostalgia, and you want to capture all the the OGs of the 150. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So let's let's basically take that mechanic, and let's. Make it the primary focus of the next game, but then also introduce the old battle, old, the old battle mechanics that we used to have. Mm-hmm. And I'm really curious to see what they're gonna do now that Arceus did so well. Yeah, because um, Arceus is getting really, really good reviews. People are really loving it. Was it was fun. Yeah, it it just feels. Uh, I mean, it's definitely geared more for kids. I mean, yes. but that's. All Nintendo games. Yes. You know? Yes. Nintendo games can be enjoyed by adults, but they were made for, for kids. kids. 100%. Yeah. yeah, I definitely agree with that. It's a lot like, um, what show am I thinking of? Fuck. <laughs> you lost it. I did. It, it, it was, um, it was in the same idea as Courage the Cowardly Dog, though. Yeah. Oh, um, SpongeBob? Not SpongeBob. The the other a Hanna Barbera cartoon. Scooby the Scooby Doo. I know I talk about Hanna Barbera a little bit too much. Um, <laughs> Scooby Doo is meant for kids, but it can be enjoyed just as much as an adult. Yeah. Where a show like Avatar: The Last Airbender is really meant for adults, but it can be enjoyed just as for much kids. by kids. Yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. I definitely agree with that. Um, that philosophy when it comes to like I'm gonna make a game that's geared towards really everybody, but I mean kids are gonna be the market, so let's sell it to the kids. Yeah, um, I, I think it's a great philosophy. It, it obviously has made Nintendo billions for sure. Um, I mean, Pokemon is country. I think it is like the biggest game in the world. Yeah, I want to say like I want to say Pokemon when you combine all the titles together definitely has the most sales. Yeah, like I think it's incomparable. Yeah, because. First off, they release three games for each game. And then they simultaneously, like, you know, the anime. Yeah. And then the trading card, the physical trading card, and then, yeah, it's huge. Yeah, it's huge. Huge. And, and then Pokemon Go, when that, when that first came out. Pokemon Go is still huge to a lot of people. No, like, yeah. It's a lifestyle. And no, yeah. I, I was absorbed into it when it first came out. Like, I legitimately had to ban myself from playing the game. It feels good. Like, I play, like uh, going on runs with uh, my friends recently, it just feels good to just, oh, look, there's a... There's a Pikachu right here. Let me catch it really quick. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it does fun. get you out of the house. That's one yeah. thing Nintendo does. It's like stop being, you know, stop being lazy. Yeah, get up, do get stuff. Get up, do stuff. Yeah, it's important. You'll yeah. die if you don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, America's like here, VR, stay inside, get into a different reality. <laughs> oh my god, <sighs> that reminds me of, of a video I was watching of this guy reviewing a meta demo. And he's like, oh, yeah, so you can put the headset on and you can get in the car and you can drive wherever you want. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> and so he, he does a demo and he's like sitting, he's sitting in a chair and he's got his hands out like this with his controllers in his hands and he's, he's driving around. And then in the, in the corner, you see what he sees. And in that moment, I was like, oh, shit, I actually get it. Because mm-hmm. it, it looked completely photorealistic because they were using Google Maps. Yeah. So it's like yeah. you can't feel the wind on your face, 
But you don't do that in a car anymore anyways. Exactly. Unless you, you have AC on. Unless you have AC on. And you don't really feel the acceleration of the car, but that's only part of the journey. Unless you're in a Tesla going 0 to 100. Well, no, because you're the VR. <laughs> I'm talking about the VR. No, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But the main thing is, like, you can have a ride where you get up to 200 miles an hour on an empty street going up a mountain. Mm-hmm. I get it now. Like, because it's like a... VR meta is trying to do what gaming did again, which makes sense because that's what v- VR is basically trying to do. How do you make a game just as engaging when you're doing it with your hands? Yeah. Well, you're doing it with your hands. It already is just as engaging. Man, in 20 years, dude. Like, look at what get- video games look like in like the early 2000s compared to now. Yeah. I mean, haptic feedback suits are now real. It's insane. We're just going to live in a pod. Like, if I go in this pod, I'll just be in a different world. Yeah. Okay. How do I get my food? Goodbye, Earth. <laughs> How do I get food and stuff? Well, I you live on Splexlong 9 now. I'm on Splexlong. With my children. Skookaborp and... Gangling. <laughs> Skookaborp and gangling. Go, go, go. Go, go, gadget gangling. <laughs> oh, my God. Um... Yeah, we did we did a lot. Yeah, we did a lot. I did I actually didn't even realize how much time had passed. I, I remember looking at it when we were at forty five and I was like, Okay, we got a, got a little bit more to go. And now we're at one 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 seven. Back to Halo. John one one seven it's a sign. It's a sign. <laughs> but no, this was a this was a great podcast in my opinion. It was good. I had a good talk. Um Video I, games. Video games are always we're fun streaming. To talk about. We're gonna start streaming. Yes. The Kickstarter coming out soon. Kickstarter coming out soon. Alpha Alpha. Alpha Alpha. Uh what else is there? Pre-alpha, alpha. Pre-alpha, alpha. Podcasts out. Uh, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, soon to be Google Play. Uh, yeah. Is everything? Is all the play. Oh, YouTube too. YouTube. YouTube obviously. needs to come up with come out with its own podcasting, podcasting service. Yeah. Yeah. It, good job with the shorts, YouTube. I think you did okay. You've definitely worked out all the kinks that were in the like YouTube podcast. I'm aware of. Right. And yeah. they just have all the podcasts set to. Yeah, that'd be sick. And then that I'm sure you don't need premium. I'm, I'm sure they're going to start doing that eventually. Yeah. All right. All right. See you guys later. Farewell. Bye.